as identical twins, there's a, a natural closeness because you've been best friends and womb mates, soul mates basically, from the beginning of your existence. And then the, our childhood especially fostered a special bond. And then going into high school and college, we did everything together, same major, same schools, all the same classes in college, and we were roommates, just had so much fun. And then after college, we lived together before we both got married, and we got married within three and a half months of each other. Our husbands had to learn, you're not just marrying the one person, but you're kind of marrying the twin too. And this is a special dynamic that you're going to have to get used to. We believe that you are strong by design, and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hello there and welcome to the Strong by Design podcast show. Your host today, Coach Chris Wilson, and uh, so excited to have uh, a conversation with someone who is a new member of our team uh, who started with us late last year. And really, th- the reason why she uh, became part of our team, uh, it, 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 we'll get there. It'll come up towards the end of the podcast. But it's really because I sensed through her words in an email that she wrote why she thought she'd be a good fit for our team. I just, I just loved her character. I loved her passion, her enthusiasm, her, her love of, of fitness and health and of helping people. And, you know, the more I got to know her and to know her story, I thought that because it's so touching and moving and, and personal for me that it would really, uh, you know, it'd be something that our listeners, our audience here at Strong by Design would appreciate and, uh, you know, grow to uh, have this, this love and appreciation for our guests today like we do here at Critical Bench. So uh, before I introduce our very special guest, I do want to take a quick second like I do at the start of just about every episode and to thank our listeners. Uh, you know, every time uh, we make an episode, it's, there's a purpose behind it. It's a conversation that I was interested in having, or our team, one of our other members here who hosts the show, was interested in having and knew that it would be a benefit or a help to other people in the world. And our show is, is listened to and downloaded across the whole globe. It's, it's so fun to see. We were laughing uh, just a week ago or so. We see like our, we're ranking, ranking number one in Bermuda and we're ranking number one in, in Switzerland. Or we're, you know, and it's so fun to see that th- there's people all over the world that we will never, ever know personally that are listening to our show and finding it helpful, useful, um, inspiring, motivating, uh, all those things. The reason why people listen to podcasts, right? To learn, to be informed, to be moved in some way, uh, to get that kick in the butt, uh, to take that next step in life. And, you know, I listen to podcasts like crazy and audiobooks and things for that very same reason, because I, it, it just helps me. It helps make me a better man. 
And um, so I thank you so much. If you're new to our show for finding us, if you're a return listener, we just love you and appreciate you coming back uh, for more. And so uh, be sure at the end of this episode, and I'll say it again, but hit that, uh, hit the, those little dots on, on your device there that help you share this episode with somebody. It just takes a couple quick taps and you can text it to a friend or share it with somebody who could benefit from this story, who, who needs to hear uh, the words uh, from our guest today. And we appreciate that so very much. So our guest, Miss Joanne Miller, a new member of Critical Bench as of December of last year, who is helping us uh, in, in several ways. And uh, we hope to uh, continue to give her more to do here because she does such a great job for us. Her story is uh, unique. And I don't say that um, just because, you know, we all have a unique story. But this is unlike anything you'll probably have heard before. uh, But for me, it triggered an emotional response in a much different way because I'm the, the younger brother of identical twins. And she herself is an identical twin. She'll always be a twin, even though, um, well, you'll hear the story. But uh, our our guest today, Joan Miller, uh, was kind enough. And she goes by Joe, by the way. She goes by Joe. Uh, So if you know her well, she goes by Joe. If you don't know her well, we were talking about this before we hit record. She'll go by Joanne, just like I'm Christopher to people who don't know me or Chris, or even CJ to my brother. Um, and she, um, her story's amazing, and it just blew me away. And in fact, um, you're going to hear uh, some very special words that I had her read um, prior to recording this episode that our wonderful editor, Mr. Matt Gelly, is going to infuse into this episode. And so uh, you're going to be just blown away by her words and her heart. But, Joe, welcome to Strong by Design and for uh, sharing this amazing uh, story with our listeners today. Uh, They don't know what they're in for, but I do. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. This is such a blessing and an honor, and I'm really excited. Yes, uh, it it is a blessing and an honor, and I'm I'm glad because... uh, you know, you said yes to doing this, and uh, you know I didn't have to even pull your arm too much, uh, which or twist your arm, whatever you want to say, uh, which is great because this is um, not something that a lot of people are 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 willing to do to put themselves out there to share their story. Um, so I I'm I'm really encouraged by it, and and so grateful for you taking the time to do this. Um, so first of all. Let people know, like, a little bit about your your background, your bio. Like, why are you part of the Critical Bench team? Uh, you know, and, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I'm Joe Miller. I like long walks on the beach. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. That's a different kind of show. Never mind. Uh, actually, I, the whole <laughs> thing with the becoming a part of the Critical Bench team happened right before Thanksgiving. My husband and I had just moved from Maryland to North Carolina and we had recently gotten the news that we were expecting a baby after years of infertility, so big time miracle. And then I was watching a Facebook Live video where you mentioned something about an opportunity for a health and fitness person to help answer questions for fans on the YouTube channel. 
And I thought, I just love helping people. I get so much joy out of answering questions. When people have a question, I just, I can't get enough of it. And so I thought this would be like just plain. So I thought, you know what, I'll give this a try. I'm not sure if it will work out, but it never hurts to try. And I, I like to do everything I can to live life to the fullest. So I submitted my letter and Lo and behold, a couple of days later, you got back to me, and I actually cried reading your response. I was so excited and pumped up, and I've just really enjoyed it since. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been terrific, and um, we're only getting started. Obviously, we we were in search of somebody that was as passionate about helping others and fitness and health and strength and all these great things that we. We practice and preach uh, here at Critical Bench for over two decades, and your email was very touching. Uh, it was it was long, Sorry. but in a good in a good way, long rather than just like three sentences of why you want to be part mm-hmm. of our team, right? It was in depth. It maybe is a better way to put it, and 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 really um, got a real glimpse into like who you were just from your words and your your uh, desire uh, to, to join uh, our, our team here. So it was kind of a no-brainer based on other responses that we had received. Um, and we just, it was an overwhelming, like, absolutely, let's get her going fast. And so you've been a great support, obviously, of our, of our YouTube channels, helping answering questions we, every day. We have very active following on YouTube with, you know, thousands and thousands of videos and uh, that require, you know, uh, not just, hey, thanks for, you know, thanks for your comment. Some people have really uh, interesting questions based on our material that only a, a fitness and health expert is capable of answering. Uh, and so that, that's what, what we have you doing, as well as uh, just writing descriptions for the content itself that's on YouTube, which is, is, is great and so meaningful because that description area of YouTube really helps give people uh, more insight into the material, maybe answers their questions um, a little bit better even than uh, them just watching because it's almost like a mini article inside the, the YouTube there. And uh, so it, it's been so much fun and there's a lot more uh, to come uh, of it as we continue to grow uh, with our our kind of our new vision for our YouTube uh, channels. Uh, They're going through a bit of an overhaul right now in a very good way. And uh, so we're super excited and I think it's only gonna uh, really bring more opportunity, more work for you. But we wanna get past that obviously. So everyone knows, all right, this is a person that is a fitness and health expert. You have a laundry list of, of credentials. I mean, you've been in sports and uh, and, and all kinds of uh, different environments where you've gleaned a lot from uh, high-level people over the years and worked with a lot of people in uh, coaching um, uh, from, from in-person to online. Um, and, and it's a great area uh, to, to be in. But tell me a little bit more about why sports in particular and why activity and stuff what was so very special to you from a young age because it wasn't just you. That's right. Yes, my identical twin sister and I loved playing sports. We just would 
eat, sleep, and breathe it. And that's all we did all day long when we were kids. And sports were more than just playing a game. It was also a healthy outlet. We had a very traumatic childhood with lots of pain and suffering. But in the midst of that, we had sports, and that became such a great escape. And it was a world where we could dream that anything was possible. Because most of our lives growing up, we were told we couldn't do this, couldn't do that, you're too small, too weak. No one um, in the family is that athletic, and you'll never amount to much, whether it was a variety of people that said it. But it just gave us more fuel to say, you know what, we're going to prove others wrong. So even though we were the least likely to ever end up on a sports team, always picked last or even not picked at all, bullied unmercifully. But then that tie started changing. We were playing sports. We would copy what we would see on TV and just try to perfect all the technique. And we had so much fun. But then what really made a big change was when our uncle in New York said, if you're going to come here every summer, you're going to have to learn martial arts. And we were eight years old. And he was like the Italian version of Mr. Miyagi. And we said, wow, we, we would love to learn. <laughs> he wouldn't let us enter the dojo until we had trained for a year with just him. And he would have us do hundreds of punches in a horse stance where your legs are just shaking. And we would be so tired, but we didn't want to say anything. And I'd be so sore that pu- putting the sheet on over me to go to sleep at night hurt my muscles. He wasn't overdoing it, but he just saw that we had so much more potential and we didn't want to tap out. So if he said to do it, we did it. And we did push-ups on our knuckles. We would sit in a horse stance. I'd say sit. It's actually very difficult to be in a horse stance. And then I'd have my twin sister on my back while pushing my identical twin cousins and their older sister on the swing set, holding that minutes at a time and then then we would switch places and then once he felt like we had just gotten enough of the basics where we could enter the dojo then he allowed us in but we were the only white belts and only girls so it was very intimidating it was all these men a lot of police officers people in the military they were black belts or third degree fourth degree on up and it was such a great experience it taught us a lot about mental toughness and pushing through and doing things that are hard and and doing it afraid. And then when we went home and and life was very difficult, we we carried ourselves so differently that the bullies stopped bullying us. We were able to stand up for ourselves. And then it also helped with sports. We had bad vision, but doing the martial arts and then the surgeries that we had helped correct some of those problems that led to us struggling at first with sports. And then the kids that were the least likely to ever play sports, we went on to play three varsity sports in high school, softball in college, and then I went on to competing in powerlifting and strongman. Wow, that's fantastic. So tell people really quickly, what what does that look like? Like a, a girl who from a young age was told she's not going to amount to much, right? Or you're too little, you're too weak. You go through all of that, uh, you overcome it, 
and you end up in in the realm of like power lifters and, and strongmen competition like what what does that look like for a young woman? Because I think there's a lot of people when we, when they think when they hear powerlifter or strongman, and this is just the general public. I think they don't think of a a, a young attractive woman, right? They think of like uh, you know some big burly guy from Iceland <laughs> who can pick a big a stone up, you know, five feet in the air, right? That weighs three hundred pounds or something. Um, what, what was what was it that attracted you to that, and, and and what were some of the things that you were best at in in that world? Wow. Well, uh, you had mentioned recently in a conversation that your favorite movie was Rocky, and my twin sister and I would watch yeah. Rocky, and we thought that he was this big time underdog, and nobody believed in him, and we believed in each other. We, we thought it was possible even though it, we were told it was impossible. And I think it just was really exhilarating and fulfilling to do things that people said you can't do. That no, you can't do hundreds of push-ups or you can't do pull-ups or whatever it might be or, or make this particular sports team. And that just made us want to try harder. So we cheered each other on, coached each other through and then it just made me always look forward to doing the thing that was very hard. And to overcome that was a lot of fun. But getting into lifting, which I did later on uh, after high school, that actually at first was intimidating, not knowing what to do, going into the gym. But that same mindset that we had going into martial arts, facing bullies, dealing with other trauma that was going on in our lives. We use that same mindset to attack powerlifting and then eventually strongman. So yes, definitely scary at first. The first time someone told me about powerlifting, it was a, a man at a gym who I noticed was wearing a bench suit and doing all these crazy lifts. And I asked him about it and he would fill me in on powerlifting and how it worked. And he looked at me and said, you know, you look like you're, you're pretty strong. Have you ever considered it? And I said, no, my name's not Elga. I'm not from Bulgaria. And he, the next day, he brought a powerlifting magazine into the gym. And he said, look at this, this woman right here. It was a picture of my future coach and dear friend, Susie Hartwig-Gary, who's in the Powerlifting Hall of Fame. And she's little and petite, but lifting many times her body weight, setting all these world records. But we looked like we were about the same height and weight. And he said, see, they have weight classes. And see, there are women out there that do this. You could, you could do this. Try it. And you should meet this lady one day. She's amazing. And so I looked her up, read about her story. I was so blown away. And I thought, I want to be like that. I want to do the stuff that she's doing. And then years later, I eventually got to meet her at a powerlifting meet. And I actually made a mistake while squatting. And she pulled me aside and said, would you mind if I gave you a tip? And I thought, would I mind? You're in the Hall of Fame. You are the strongest woman right now in the world. Of course, please tell me everything you can tell me. She was so nice. And I just, I grew a lot from there. So there's a lot of people where it looks intimidating, but... I would say we're capable of far more than we realize. And I feel like especially females don't realize their full potential. And that's why with coaching high school softball and other athletes and especially girls, 
I feel really motivated to help show them that the sky is the limit. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's it's amazing, you know, the things that others see in us that we don't quite see in ourselves. And it's, um, you know, you, you, we are blessed to have these people in our lives kind of just at the right points to help kind of get us going in a, in a particular direction. Um, and because, you know, no one, no one can take credit solely f- for, their, for their success in life, right? There's so many other moving parts. There's so many other people that were, that were planted in their life at some point. Even if it was from a negative, uh, it, it still could have kind of steered them or pushed them into, into something. Um, and it's like, you know, Luke Skywalker had Obi-Wan, you know what I mean? And Yoda, and like, it wasn't just Luke, you know? It just, it's, it wasn't just Michael Jordan, you know? He had a lot of other people to help him become the best. It wasn't just him. Um, and, and so I think that's what people always focus on the end result. They see the, that, that single person and all that they have accomplished and how you know, impressive and amazing they are. But it's kind of like that, that overnight success thing where it's like, well, yeah, you didn't see the 10 years it took, the 10,000 hours it took. And the people investing their time and resources, you're just seeing that that the end result. And so um, that that's fantastic, you know, from your uncle to your to your twin to all these other important people to really help get the most out of you know, for you to become the Joe Miller that you are today. And you wouldn't be that that woman if it wasn't for all these other amazing people uh, along the way. So. Knowing that about you and this incredible, unbreakable bond you had with your identical twin, um, what does what does life look like then? You know, once you're like you know getting through high school into college and stuff, and becoming like young adults, what 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 does that look like? Definitely, our childhood laid a good foundation for an unbreakable bond, and we needed each other to survive. I think. As identical twins, there's a a natural closeness because you've been best friends and womb mates, soul mates, basically, from the beginning of your existence. And then our childhood especially fostered a special bond. And then going into high school and college, we did everything together, same major, same schools, all the same classes in college and we were roommates just had so much fun and then after college we lived together before we both got married and we got married within three and a half months of each other so (laughs) pretty wild but we needed that for what was coming yeah exactly uh share with somebody who listening who maybe isn't as familiar with like the the twin experience um i i was the uh I think I said at the start of the episode, I was the younger brother of identical twins. And so my older brothers, they were five years older than me almost uh, to the day. I I always looked at them as like one super brother. Um, (laughs) They were so much alike and really, you know, truly identical all the way up through high school where people still had trouble telling Mm -hmm. them apart. Um, 
But for me, like, I could always tell the difference between my brothers. It was easy for me because they were just so distinct in their own identical way. Um, and, you know, I just – that's, I think, was the other the other uh, catalyst in, in me really wanting you on, on this episode is because I know how special that – relationship is firsthand between identical twins um you came from the same Mm -hmm. egg you know so you're you have identical dna like your you can have a thought that your twin sister Mm -hmm. utters she can have a song in her head that you start singing and i don't think that there's a lot of people out there unless they are twins themselves or or have siblings that are twins or best friends maybe understand how that that bond really works it's truly special and i can't compare it to anything else Um, she like we could read each other's minds we didn't have to say anything and just always laughing and playing just you have a a built-in best friend from the beginning and super close and it was funny when we both got married, our husbands had to learn, you're not just marrying the one person, but you're kind of marrying the twin too. Right. And there, this is a special <laughs> dynamic right. that you're going to have to get used to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's true. It's true. I mean, and there's some twins that really go far with it where they, uh, they have to live near each other and they even like like to wear the same clothing and stuff when they go out like to really i don't know if some just mess with people even more or what but um you know where it's it's an attachment to someone else that's kind of above and beyond you know yeah obviously there's intimate relationships between a man and a woman right that fall in love and have this incredible bond and and feel like soulmates but the fact that you've been connected Mm -hmm. from birth all the way up until you know whatever every single stage of your life from you know growing up in the same bedroom and sometimes in the same <laughs> bed the sports same sports teams same uh, classes um it, it's it's really unlike any other kind of relationship that that exists and uh you know when my i lost my older brother um so my my older brother bob lost his identical twin dave uh, when they were 42 years old and I know how hard it was give me a moment I know how hard it was for me to lose my brother but for my brother Bob it was on a whole different level so I thank you for going there uh, with us but give us a uh, some details and some insights into that kind of what happened uh, and, and, you know, that stage of life and how difficult that was for you. Yeah, after my twin sister was diagnosed and went through her cancer journey, as she called it, blessed cancer, when she eventually found her ultimate healing in heaven, it was devastating. We were 33 at the time, and... Um, Sorry. 
It's okay. I get it. Um, I, I remember thinking, uh, life moving forward was going to be impossible. That it would be the hardest thing I had ever faced, which was saying a lot. And I remember one day driving home from work and thinking and praying to God, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And then I remembered my twin and how she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Sorry. And how that was an impossible journey to face, but she faced it with so much faith and strength and positivity. And it just, all of a sudden, it gave me the strength. Like, if she can face that, she taught me everything I needed to, to know to face this with great faith. And I remember feeling really guilty. Sorry. Uh because it felt unfair that I was still living. And I struggled with that. And actually, the first year, it was really hard for me to work out. I felt like she had been bedridden and would have given anything to walk, to run, to lift weights. And I, I got to do so much, and I had so much more. And I was so healthy. And... I was feeling like it was not fair, but then I was praying and I felt like I felt like God told me, "What are you going to say to your sister when you see her one day in heaven?" And she she asks you, "So, what did you do with all that extra time?" And that was that just struck me so much. And from that moment on, it was still hard, but I pushed myself. I thought I'm going to live for both of us. I want to make as many memories as possible so that when I get to heaven, I'll have so much to share with her. We'll have so much to talk about. And, uh, and she'll be so grateful that I didn't waste that time. Mm. <clears throat> I know how hard that must be for you to talk through. Um, it's it's hard to lose anybody that you love um a parent a sibling um a child of course um and we've anybody listening right now has probably lost someone that they, was dear to them and some on some level a grandparent um some of us have just unfortunately suffered those those losses far too soon um and if it wasn't for the love from others in our lives and from our God, um, it, it would be impossible to get through. Um, having faith, and this is you know just something. Sometimes events like this in our lives can pull us far away uh, from God, and 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 really have um, a negative effect on our faith but that's that's where we need to uh, surround ourselves with the right people in a community and 
and to to know that that's that's the opposite effect that ultimately it can have that it can actually bring us much closer um i remember being upset with god when i lost my brother um and then upset again after losing my mother just years later uh, both both were cancer related and uh it's 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 awful um but there is that that one key thing that you mentioned is what would they want for us and we have to live up to that and 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 you're doing it now um share with our listeners what exactly you have been doing uh just in in the last a few years in this line of work, uh, the, the coaching and the, the uh, support that you're offering to other people um, in, in the fitness and health space. Yeah, well, I've continued working on since then as a personal trainer, sports performance coach, and nutritionist, softball coach, and I got more involved with Believe Big. I'm wearing their hat. You'll see me wear that a lot. I love their apparel. They're an organization that helps cancer patients navigate the cancer journey using an integrative approach, and they just helped us tremendously. And my sister had so many miraculous turnarounds where the doctors at Hopkins couldn't believe it. They said she was a walking miracle all the time and that they had learned so much from her. And I've heard from many other people who were later diagnosed say that they feel that they were able to overcome cancer from lessons that they learned from my twin sister. And so I'm very motivated to to help out Believe Big, help cancer patients. Also, my sister had a dream where she wanted to write a book called Blessed Cancer instead of Breast Cancer. And she wanted to share everything that she had learned about health and fitness and living life optimally. And we started working on our own little TV show. Uh, we didn't get very far because we'd just get into these giggle fits and we'd be in tears on the floor. But we had all kinds of ideas and all kinds of dreams where we were going to help people. And we wanted to help people just achieve their, their health and fitness goals. But not just goals for looking a certain way, but to live life at, at optimal health and to make the most out of your life. And so she had that book she wanted to write. So over the last few years, I've been writing stories about lessons I learned from my twin sister and the things that we learned, the lessons on how to live life well. And I'm actually starting to wrap it up, and I'd, I'd like to get it published and share that. So that would be continuing something she had and just keep on teaching people as much as possible. It breaks my heart. There's a lot of people who don't have, I guess, access to the kind of knowledge that we have. We've trained in it or experienced it. But I found this to be true when I worked at the vitamin shop for years while I was in college. I remember working with this boss who was brilliant. I felt like she was a walking encyclopedia. And I, Mm. at the time, I was still learning a lot about supplementation, nutrition, and I'd say to her, when people come in, how do they know what to buy, which supplements or, or how to eat? Because there's so much to it. It's so complicated. And 
a lot of people just, they go, they buy supplements that they're not absorbing. They're eating the wrong kinds of foods and they don't know it. And she said, yeah, it's, it's sad, but that's why we're here and we're going to guide them. And so that really motivated me. I, I found that there was a lot of people who didn't know about exercise and nutrition and supplementation. And that's why I love Critical Bench, the YouTube channel. There's so much free content. And then there's also a lot of great content where if people want to buy something towards a program that's going to help them with their goals, it's, it's incredible. And it's just at their fingertips and people all over the world. So that's something I want to continue to do is educate people because I believe that if you're educated, or it's, it leads to empowerment. And if, the more you know, the more prepared you'll be and you'll have more opportunities. Okay, as promised, here is the twin tribute that Joe wrote just a couple days after her twin went home to heaven. She shared this at her service. I can't even imagine how difficult this would have been to read through. So this is the twin tribute entitled Life with My Twin by Joe. Jess was my womb mate, best friend, and better half. She was my hero right out of the womb. I was supposed to be born first, but flipped over, and she came out first instead. Since then, she has always led the way. Growing up, we were never apart. We always shared a room, played all the same sports, went to college together as roommates, and studied the same major. We created our own twin language and could feel and sense each other's pain. We didn't even have to talk. We could say so much to each other with just one look. We loved switching classes in school and playing fun twin pranks on people. She could make me laugh like no one else, and we protected each other fiercely. We would always look out for the other one. In elementary school, we had different teachers. When one of us had a classmate who brought cupcakes to class, the one who got one would wrap it up and save it until school was over. When we got on the school bus, we would share the cupcake. We would make the other one eat the bigger piece. Somehow, we had this unwritten code to take care of the other one. Jess and I could sense when the other one was in trouble. Many times, Jess knew when something bad happened to me. She knew I was in danger the night of my near-tragic car accident where I had to be flown to shock trauma before she even got the call. She slept in the hospital bed with me until I was released. As a young child, I got really severe poison ivy, and I was highly allergic. My skin was bleeding, and I was in so much pain. Jess stayed up with me for hours in the night, stroking my back to comfort me. She loved and nurtured me like no one else. Our bond was so incredibly close. It never felt like we were two people. We felt like we were one. I have so many great memories of doing karate with her, playing sports, making summer sing-alongs in New York, watching Disney shows, going to church retreats and performing to in-sync songs at school. We loved doing knuckle push-ups at eight years old, and we'd hold a horse stance while pushing our twin cousins on swings while Jess was on my back and I would be on hers. 
There were so many fun times, tag team wrestling and roughhousing with our older brother Chris. We started dreaming big as little kids and thought anything was possible, even when we were told we could not do something. Telling us we could not do something only made our fire to achieve it burn so much brighter. Jess and I wanted to be the first females to play Major League Baseball and play with our childhood hero, Cal Ripken Jr. We taught ourselves how to play sports by copying what we saw on TV and playing for hours and hours a day until we got it right. We were each other's greatest cheerleader. I will never forget when Granny got us tickets to see the Baltimore Orioles for our 10th birthday. We were so excited to see Cal play, who had the same exact birthday as us. After the game, we ran to the top of the Orioles' dugout and asked Cal to sign a ball for us. He did this hilarious double take when he saw us and went into the dugout quickly. We thought we missed our chance, but then he came back and handed us his baseball bat. One of my favorite memories with her from high school was learning the in-sync dance moves and performing in front of our entire school. We had no official dance training, but thought it would be fun. Somehow we started doing the dances at school on our lunch breaks, and eventually we were asked to perform at multiple pep rallies. The whole experience happened because of Jess. It was her idea, and she had the courage to try it. We were wildly silly together and would burst into the biggest giggle fits that left us in tears, even as adults. We got into trouble for throwing a Nerf football in a convenience store as teenagers. She was always so playful and adventurous. She was the only person I would sing in front of because I never felt judged by her about anything. Somehow, she viewed me as being flawless in spite of me. Jess believed in me more than anyone and made me feel like nothing was impossible. Her faith in me was shocking and beautiful. Her heart and compassion for people was absolutely unmatched starting at a very early age. She never wanted anyone to feel left out or not feel important. I was doubly blessed to be a twin, and I wish that everyone could have one. Other favorite memories include when Jess got married and later became a mother. When I think of Jess, I think of joy. But that joy grew tremendously when she had Rachel and Seth. The birth of those kids were some of the best days of my life. We had an Orioles theme for Rachel's birth and a Ravens theme for Seth. The love Jess had for her kids is incomparable and so inspiring. It is such a gift to see how much of Jess I see in her children. Jess has always exhibited tremendous courage and bravery, but it grew exponentially when she was diagnosed. She blew me away with her Christ-like attitude and joy in the midst of her greatest trial. She immediately started telling people that she did not have stage 4 breast cancer, but that it was actually blessed cancer. She found the good in everything. She would forget herself and focus on others. 
The day of her double mastectomy surgery, the hospital was so delayed and she had been without food or water for most of the day. The doctor rushed in and apologized for the wait. She responded by asking if the doctor needed anything or needed a break. He looked stunned by her compassionate response. Most people had no idea how much pain she was in because she was always smiling and directed her attention on helping others. Every time we were at the hospital, we would look around the room to see who needed encouragement or help of some kind. It could get so exhausting trying to keep up with her generous heart. She loved others intensely and was almost generous to a fault. She really taught me how to have a servant's heart and how to love God and people profoundly. Her passion for glorifying God with every word and deed was like nothing I have ever seen. Jess never got angry about her trials. Instead of asking, why me? She would concentrate on how she could respond with great faith. Jess was immensely passionate about supporting and promoting the mission of the organization Believe Big, which gave us so much life-saving advice. God used Believe Big to help provide answers that led to so many miraculous turnarounds. I read this quote that made me think of Jess. It says, When you become consumed by God's call on your life, Everything will take on new meaning and significance. You will begin to see every facet of your life, including your own pain, as a means through which God can work to bring others to himself. Jess turned her pain into someone else's gain and created a beautiful ministry. Jess and Jonathan's faithfulness to God in the midst of so many storms increased my faith beyond measure, and has done the same for many others. I am dedicating my life to completing the dream she had and to continue the legacy she created. We may be identical twins, but I will never fill the shoes she left here. There's nothing quite like uh, serving others and doing it in a way that's... Uh, with passion and uh, with, with really the end goal just being how can this help their life? How can this improve their um, you know, their journey in life? And when you when you come at it from that rather than just you know what's the monetary uh, goal there? And that's yes we we need money to to be able to you know to be able to put food on our table and have a roof over our head certainly yes um, but if that's like the number one reason for why you do what you do you should maybe consider do, you know switching into something that uh, has a little bit more uh, mm -hmm. meaning or purpose behind it and that's why we're so fortunate here at Critical Bench because we do lo truly love what we do but in doing it, we know what it's, how it's benefiting uh, the person on the other side. Um, just to live a healthier, stronger, longer, uh, more vibrant, uh, more exciting mm -hmm. uh, life, right? 
Um, and so I'm just so grateful for you and for the work that you're doing and continue to do um, and the work that you've started doing for us has been so fantastic. And, um, you know, I'm just just blown away by your story and your strength. Um, obviously, you know, it's kind of like your sister's just still with you. She's just inside now, uh, inside your heart and helping you kind of continue to take these steps and, 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 and make all these wonderful new uh, memories and, and new experiences and uh, and you'll be uh, experiencing some new life this this summer which is pretty exciting mm -hmm. as well right that's right yeah we're, we're naming <laughs> our daughter after my twin that's awesome fantastic yeah we're, we're we were excited to, to get that news uh, a little while back uh, certainly and uh, so that's that's awesome so you got to take good yes. care of yourself and not over train oh, um, <laughs> I mean, st stay active, yes. but don't overdo it, right? Uh, right, right. Um, well, it's. I mean, it's been so great. Now, people are going to want to see pictures. They're going to want to get to know you better after hearing uh, your story. And so, where's a good place that they can go and 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 get to know you a little bit more? Like, what's the best uh, platform Let's for you? See, on Instagram, I have an account at Joannimal One J O A N N M I L L E R, the number one. Um, and oh, I think I just started to spell my email. I'm sorry, that might have been a pregnancy brain moment. I apologize. <laughs> Joannimal <laughs> no, J O, okay. and then it's Animal, and then the number one is uh, my. Instagram. Oh, I like it. Okay, it's Joe yes. Animal One. Is your and, Instagram? Uh, okay. Also, cool. I have a website with my husband. We have www.livefit.net, and on social media, we also have a Miller Time Fitness page. Our last name is Miller, so always time for fitness. So I like that name, and so we have That's some great. great tips on there and. I love it. My husband's super involved too. He has his USAW cert and he's got his black belt and Taekwondo. Actually on our first date, we did push-ups on our knuckles and I knew he was the one for me. I knew it, you right, knew it away. right away, right? Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. My son's doing Taekwondo. He's been doing it since he was uh, just before he turned five and he's uh, 10 and a half now, and he's, uh, he has his black stripe belt, which is a red belt with a black stripe, which means his next belt would be a wow. black belt. And um, I told him, I said, buddy, once you get your black belt, you always have mm -hmm. your black belt. I mean, you're a black belt for life, and no one can ever take that away from you, and that's an amazing accomplishment yeah. for anybody in any form mm -hmm. of martial arts. And um, so I'm like, you got to see it through, you know, because he's really into baseball now and he loves his baseball. But I'm like, we got to stick with our Taekwondo until you get your black belt. And then if you want to take a break for a little while, you can take a break. But you, you got to see it through. That's awesome. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it's fun. And, you know, I love um, just to in closing, just to the value of, of sports and the value of, of training uh, in our life goes far beyond the aesthetics, far beyond just, you know, winning and losing. In team sports, you learn so much about how to be a good sportsman, about 
the, how good a win feels after a series of losses, what it takes uh, to endure maybe a difficult season on a bad team, um, just all these all these things. Uh, how to how to be a good cheerleader for your mm-hmm. for your teammates uh, when they need it, and um, and also again for individual stuff um, like a form of martial arts or any other like individual sports when when it's kind of all about you at that point, but it's still. You have a contributor, yes. you have coaches, and you still have other people, right, to, to help help you and encourage you and get you there. But there's so many great, valuable lessons in this that all kids, I think, should be part of some type of team sport or individual uh, sport uh, because there, it's stuff that you'll take with you for the rest of your life. It makes you a better human being. And yeah a nice side effect of it makes you stronger and it keeps you fit and it keeps you moving because if you're not moving Mm -hmm. you're dying um i mean it's it's as simple as that our bodies are designed for movement and we need to move them well and keep them going and that's what leads to uh, just a more independent and fun-filled life um even as we, we get up in age, when we have grandbabies mm-hmm. and stuff, I mean, being able to move around and play around with them, that's what I want to be able to do when I'm older. So, you know, stay active. I mean, no matter what, find a way to stay active and find people like <laughs> Joe Miller in, in the world that can keep you going, you know. So it's it's been so much fun. I, I thank you so much for sharing um, a, a very touching and emotional um personal story um it's it's really powerful and um i I just i know it's going to touch somebody and and hopefully just uh, make them feel a little bit better that you know even though you can have major loss in your life you can still go on and life can still be worth living um so i i I thank you so much joe for thank you for having me yeah it's been a real blessing. Listeners, thank you so much. Now's the time. Hit that five star uh, on whatever de- uh, platform you're listening to this podcast. Give us that five star rating. Leave a review if you could. Just a few words or a few sentences about uh, this episode or any past episodes, what this show means to you. We, we greatly appreciate that because it really does help us. Uh, it helps other listeners find our show and, and read from other other listeners why they like it so much. So uh, that that's fantastic for, for you to, to do that for us. And, and we'll be back next week, as always, here on Strong by Design. Every Wednesday we release a new episode. Sometimes we even release some bonus episodes when we, uh, when we can. So we appreciate it. We're, we're doing well here in 2022 in Season 4. Uh, season five coming in May and we're just rolling along on the Strong by Design show so thank you so much and we'll talk with you soon God bless thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast if you found value in today's episode please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show plus you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you